everyone and welcome back to another episode of Drama Queen by Daphne. So for today, the K-drama that I will be reviewing is Law School, which is a show that I've been waiting for a while to, you know, finally like come out in the small screen. Um, I actually found out that the show is going to come out because I've been keeping up with Kimbom, who I fell in love with when I watched Tale of the Nine-Tailed, although he was the second lead. Um, there was just something about his acting, his character, his charisma that really intrigued me and I wanted to like continue watching him in his other shows. And I was so excited to find out that he was the main star of Law School. And even like the title itself, Law School, was a show that I was really intrigued to watch because although I'm not like very knowledgeable in like you know the law and these like policies and a bunch of those stuff there's just something intriguing about someone who goes to law school for me personally like whenever i see someone who's like a lawyer or a law student there's just they have like this laugh factor that i can't explain but it's just i like it it's really intriguing to me so yeah i'm really happy that this show has finally come out it finished quite a while back so yeah, why don't I just get into the review right now? Again, the title is Law School. It falls under the genre of mystery, crime. It's of course a legal drama and it's a school drama. And it was released on Netflix from April 14th till June 9, 2021. And why don't I go into the plot summary? As I said, Netflix, it was um, airing on Netflix internationally um, besides being aired on JTBC. So yes, let me go to the plot summary and it says when a grim incident occurs at their prestigious school, justice through law is put to a test by a law professor and his ambitious students. And that's pretty much like tip of the iceberg, you know, the usual Netflix summaries are very simple and short. So why don't I move on to a more detailed description of what the show is like so let me begin a professor at a prestigious law school and his students get involved in an unprecedented case yang jun hun is a former prosecutor who is now a professor at a prestigious law school he is straightforward and tends to unleash biting remarks students don't like him for this but Yang Jung-hoon does not care what his students think of him. In fact, he has a nickname that's Yang Socrates that is in reference to Socrates. Is it Yang Socrates? Yang, Yang, Yang Crates? I'm not quite sure. But anyways, moving on. Um, he is focused on cultivating personnel for the law field. Members will be able to contribute meaningfully. Professor Kim Eun-sook is his only colleague that can speak to him openly. Moving on, we have Kang Sol and Han jun hui who are both first-year law students. Kang Sol barely got into law school. She comes from a poor family background, and at school, she is surrounded by students who are smart and come from wealthy families. She feels insecure and even shameful due to her background. Kang Sol slowly learns about the true legal profession, while Han Jun-hui is a top student among first-year law students. He is an attractive young man with leadership quantities, but he has a secret. And that secret, we shall find out. <laughs> so why don't I talk about the cast, which I really love. I like how this show had a mix 
of very well-known actors like again Kim Bom and also we have Ro Hyeyong Ro Hyeyong who we know very well when we see their faces we know like we're very familiar with them and then they have a mix of rookie actors and we have a mix of actors who have been in the scene for a while but did not exactly have their like big break yet but you know after law school i'm sure all of them have had their big break so why don't i first start off with again number one the main lead is kim bum as han jun hui and we know kim bum from boys over flowers he was one of the f4 members and you may also know him from tale of the nine tailed um as the second lead there so kim bum i believe he had like a big break in the middle of his like acting career if i'm not mistaken like again we know him from boys over flowers and after boys over flowers he got quite silent with like his k-drama series i should say like he was in um high kick 2 high kick 3 um what else um that winter when the wind blows i believe and he's been in quite a lot of you know dramas but then again he had like a kind of like hiatus in between like we kind of didn't see him for a while if that made sense like he didn't exactly get like a lead role or he just didn't get that like drama that kind of boosted his like popularity as an actor until i think um tail the nine tail really really boosted his um career in my opinion because that's how i got to like remember him in a way like i watched boys over flowers and he had like this really familiar face but then when I saw him again tell the nine tail, I was like trying to recall where is this guy from? And when I finally like, you know, searched online, searched up his name, I was like, oh yeah, he was on Boys or Flowers. So yeah, a little side note on that. But well, I move on. So next you have Ro Hyeyong as Kang Sol A. So she's most popular for a role in, of course, Reply 1988. We know her as the very, very um, funny and strict older sister um, her name's Bora in reply and again Ru Heyong she's quite silent also in terms of like acting but then I think reply 1988 is like her most well-known role like of all time and of course law school is now gonna be one of them and besides that I haven't really seen her honestly like after reply 1988 I kind of just knew her by kind of didn't really know what other shows she started in. And I saw her again in law school and I was like, oh my gosh, she's back. Like, um, I don't know, I was just really happy to see her again because I really love her character in Reply 1988 because I really see myself in her like as a sister and like as a student at the same time and as a leader, I guess. So I was glad she's back and I just love like the diversity, like not diversity, but like the difference, the duality in her acting like from Bora who's like this top like A plus student, always top of her class, super hardworking, versus here in um, law school, she's as Kang Sol. She is quite, you know, struggling sometimes. She is very determined, but again, she's like your relatable student who's struggling, trying to get through law school. But yes, moving on, we have Lee Sok Kyung as Kang Sol B. She actually really reminds me of Rujin, from itsy like whenever i see her face like her bob and her facial like structure and just her face in general just looks like rujin so much like there's these angles where 
she really looks like Ujin. So I really love her her visuals. She's really pretty and she hasn't really had her big big break as well. Um, I also got to know her only through law school, but I believe she was in Where Stars Land. And she actually had a special cameo also in Reply 1988, which I will talk more about later. But moving on, we have David Lee as So Ji Ho. And I was familiar with him from Who Are You School 2015. And I believe he was also in Hotel de Luna and Itaewon Class. If I'm gonna be honest, I don't remember his character in Itaewon Class, but I do remember him in Who Are You School and Hotel de Luna. He is. A familiar face. Like whenever I see his face, he reminds me of like one of my friends. But yeah, whenever I see him, he's I don't know, he just always he looks like someone who's been in like a lot of shows that I watch. I just don't recall what character if that makes sense. But I'm rambling. Anyways, moving on, we have Ko Yun Jong, who is like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. She's like my favorite actress in terms of visuals now and Um, I found out about her in He is Psychometric, which is, I believe, her first, like, TV drama. And I found out she was also in School Nurse Files. She was in Sweet Home, of course, and Law School. So, oh my, I forgot to say her name, but she is Ko Yun Jung as Yeon Ye Sul. Um, she is definitely, like, one of my favorite characters as well in Law School. I know I've said that for, like, every single cast member up to this point, but she's really, like, she's stunning. She's so pretty. And... I actually first saw her picture on Pinterest and I just thought she was like just a normal Korean like makeup model because this picture that I have of her like, on my Pinterest, it's like very clean cut picture. It's like those pictures that I think actors or actresses they needed to like send to, you know, directors, writers or, you know, these casting agents. Like I forgot what the correct term is, but like they have to take these like portrait shots of themselves so that other people can see their looks and like what they can do with their looks and how they can you know apply the makeup and the styling the hair and all that so yeah she's just absolutely like stunning and moving on we have Hyunwoo as Yu Sung Jae and I was surprised to find out that he is born in 1985 I believe he's like one of the older cast members in terms of like these like law students but To me, he looks so young. Like I thought he was like the same age as Kim Bom, or maybe even younger, because even though at the show he plays an older character, I didn't expect him to be born at like 1985, which is still relatively young. But with his looks compared to his like age, they don't they don't match up. He looks like way younger than his actual age. And moving on, we have Lee Kang Ji as Min Boki, and this is actually his debut drama. If that makes sense, like this is like the first drama ever started, so props to him. And next, we have Kim Ming Seok as Jo Ye Bum. He has been in quite a few dramas. He's been in Startup. He has been in My Mister, and as well as The Liar and His Lover. So he's been in quite a lot of like really popular dramas. So yeah, and moving on, we have Kim Myung Min as Yang Jun Hoon. He is again the professor who turned into a criminal law professor. What are they saying? No, as I said, he is the prosecutor turned professor who teaches criminal law. And then we have Lee Jun Un as Kim Un Suk, and she is a judge turned professor who teaches civil law. So yeah, that is like all of the cast members, at least the ones that 
you should be familiar with or you should know. It seems like a lot, but then for some reason, this show, I was kind of able to memorize all their names, surprisingly. And I don't know, I just love the chemistry of this cast. You know, I see videos of them and pictures of them on Instagram and they just look so close to each other. And I, they look amazing together. They have great chemistry and they're like, they're just so cute. And like, they're going to be like one of those iconic squads on like the K-drama world. But again, I'll talk more about that later. But let me move on to the conflicts of this drama. So this drama, again, there's a lot of cast members, which means there's also a lot of different conflicts in the show, which is what makes the show quite interesting. At the same time, it's a bit relatable for some cases, but not all cases. So let's go first to Kim Bom's um, character, Han Junhui, and um, Yang Jonghun, like Professor Yang. Their main conflict in this whole story is the murder case of Professor Seo Bungju, who is actually the uncle of Junhui. And he is, um, he was murdered, basically. He died in the very first episode. He um, dies because of supposedly he drank like some type of drugs or something but um the prime suspect of that case was professor yang and there's they've been like so trying to solve this case and there was like so many different like scenarios that were brought up like either um professor so either killed himself or was he murdered or you know what actually happened to him there's like a lot of different like scenarios that were suggested if that makes sense and throughout the show that's basically like the main like the big kind of case that they're trying to solve and i don't know if i like explained that correctly but moving on we have ko yun jung as jun yesol i feel like her case is also one of the very like prominent um conflicts in the show which is her sexual assault case um so towards her abusive and manipulative boyfriend Ko Yong Chang, who is the son of this assemblyman. Um, and yeah, basically, you know, since he's the son of this assemblyman, this big like public figure, politician, they're trying to make sure he has a clean image. And of course, with that, you know, being popular or not popular necessarily, but then being a public figure politician, as I said, he has many connections to this legal field, which is why, you know, sometimes um Yesul was like at a I guess at a loss or at a disadvantage compared to him but then again it's one of the cases that was very like they really like took like a few episodes to solve I believe and it's one of the cases that I was actually like pretty interested in because it was really interesting to see you know Yesul's character development it was interesting to see how her friends helped her solve her case and you know successfully win so yeah and moving on we have Ro Hyeyong as counsel oh my gosh what am i saying but for her counsel's um main issue at least for counsel a because there's two counsels counsel a counsel b but counsel a her main issue is probably her economic status and maybe family type of issue so for her economic issue as i said she isn't exactly the richest person so you know she's struggling to i guess have money 
Um, she is definitely not like the richest kid. She's not necessarily the poorest of the poor as well, but she is definitely not like at the same hierarchy compared to her classmates, if that makes sense. And then besides that, she has a family issue, which is the disappearance of her twin sister, Kangdan. And then she also has this like stalker situation with this guy who's like stalking her family and like just like looking into their apartment and all that. But yeah, that's basically her conflict. And moving on, we have the conflict of Kang Sol B. So for Kang Sol B, her main issue was her plagiarism issue. She basically like plagiarized this study, I believe, and then submitted it as a paper for a concert. Not, sorry, not concert, for a competition. And she won the competition, but this was like really, really like quite a while back. Like she was in middle school, I believe, or something. So um, that's like one of the issues he faces. And then she also has an issue in terms of family. Um, Kang Sol B in the show, she's not one to express herself, express her, you know, like her desires, her likes, her wants, her needs, her dislikes, or you know, all of those stuff. So um, her family like dynamic slash relationship is not the strongest. And, you know, she's very quiet whenever she's with her family. She doesn't really like to express herself. So um, that's one of her issues, I should say. But then um, they're able to solve that issue by, you know, going to therapy. So it was kind of cute, that therapy scene. But moving on, we have David Lee as Seo Jiho. So Jiho's conflict in the show is the death of his father due to a publication of false information. Um with his father's company, which led to his dad taking his own life. Uh, I'm not quite clear with the details of like Jiho's um, case. Uh, it's kind of confusing to me, like the terms and all that. So I can't really say much about it, but that's like his main issue in the show. And lastly, we have Yu Songje. So his main issue is hacking and cheating. So basically what he did was he would hack his professor's computers to find out like the questions in the test and you know so he would know like what specific part of like the lecture he should be studying. And with that, you know, he cheated. So he was able to get really high marks, but then he didn't do it in a fair manner, of course. So that's like all of the cases in the show. A lot of conflict, but despite all the conflict it didn't make you it wasn't as complicated although yes there are some cases that i am honestly not clear like why what's the problem or who was the one who started it but then overall the conflicts was good it made the show of course interesting dramatic um and it's good i like it <laughs> but yeah i like the conflicts because it didn't make you like really tired and it wasn't too draggy because there's always like a new conflict that they were going to talk about if that makes sense but you know i'll talk more about that later and moving on <laughs> why don't i talk about my initial thoughts and my first impressions of the show so again i was really excited for the show again as i said in the beginning i was really intrigued with like this law school type of like setting if that makes sense because although there's a lot of legal dramas like we have um lee jong suk in while you were sleeping and we also have um ji chang wook in suspicious partner and you know there's like a bunch of other law dramas that deals with like lawyers and even crime and cases and all that but 
to me, this show, this law um, drama was different from them in a way because I don't think I've ever seen a drama where the kids are in law school specifically, like focusing on just their journey in law school and what it takes to be in law school and how they, you know, realistically live their student life as law students. I don't think I've ever seen a drama like that. So that was really interesting to me. And other thoughts that I have, like in the first couple of episodes was that the legal terms and the rules are like really difficult to understand because, you know, like these characters would just go off about a bunch of, you know, different like, um, what do you even call them? Policies that are like written in their book and they're like, Act one, section one, and then like point whichever, and then I would just get so lost. But that's why I watch this show in like normal speed, or else if I watch it in like a faster speed, I would be so confused with what was going on in the show. But yes, that was like my first impressions. Generally, like my first impressions, I I like the show. It was interesting to me because there was also a lot of cliffhangers, which is why it would make you like really, really like excited for next week and the next episode and the week after that and you'd just really be intrigued by the storyline that's what i should say and moving on what i talk about some of my quotes my personal favorite quotes and this one's in the very last episode this quote i feel like has a lot of impact to the viewers why don't i say it it's from professor yang he says the law is imperfect justice so when you teach the law the law must be perfect and when you study the law it must be synonymous with justice because unjust law is the most cruel thing and at first when he said that i was a bit confused to be honest i was like wait what did he just say but i knew it was like a good line so i like re reread that subtitle and it was a really good line. It was really meaningful and very well said by Professor Yang. And it's definitely something that will come out of him and just him. So next one, I talk about my ratings, my overall ratings for the show. So again, cast, 10 out of 10. I just love the cast members. They all look really close to each other. As I said, they have many pictures together on Instagram, videos on Instagram, stories, like even live like um what do you call that like ig live tvs they have a lot of that and um behind the scenes on youtube they also look really close to each other they're really friendly and i think it's because number one like they're around the same age i believe and but even though like they're not the same age like pretend these younger cast members towards the um actors who are acting as professors they still have really good chemistry very good um relationship if that makes sense so i really like the cast members i couldn't imagine like who else would play all of these characters and as i said i really like how the cast is a mix of like newbie actors and more experienced ones so that's just that's great for me so i, I get to discover more actors not just like you know your typical whoever you see on the big screen all the time and moving on to the story i would give it um an 8 out of 10 and I don't want to give it an 8 because there's some parts of the story that I still don't understand. Like, I still don't know what that Lee Man Ho, I think? Lee Min Ho? Not Lee Min Ho. Lee Man Ho act, I believe that's his name. I don't know what that act is. And um, there are like some cases in the show that, again, I don't really understand. Like, what's the point? Or like, what, what was the purpose of it? Or what was happening? So, you know... I'm proud of myself for coming this far for understanding what was happening in the show but then there's just some parts it's 
mostly like those more political type of parts that I don't really get um, because I'm not that, again, I'm not that knowledgeable in this law type of field. But generally, overall, it's a great story. And next, music. Oh my gosh, I love the music of this show. It's very familiar to the music in like Sky Castle and Penthouse. Like there's always these two songs that always play. Um, one, again, the very beginning of the show, like that intro part um, that kind of shows the beginning, if that makes sense, of the show. Like there's always that music cue that plays first before like the main episode happens. And then there's also that music that plays at the very end of the episode. And once you hear that music, you already know that, okay, it's the end of the episode. Um, either you're waiting for the next one or you're going to watch the next one. So... Yeah, I really like the music in um, this drama because I believe there's only three. But then, even though there's only three OST songs, they're all so iconic. Like, I actually watched Law School um, in, like, my friend's house one time. And she has not watched Law School. She's, um, I don't know if she's even started it by now, but she hasn't watched it yet. But then once the intro played and once the outro of the episode played, she instantly knew it was a law school um, song and a law school, it was a law school drama. So I think that just proves how iconic that type of like, that music that plays all the time in law school that, I don't know what you call it, like, it's like orchestra music. It's not your typical like happy, happy OST soundtrack type of music. It's again, like that Sky Castle feel and that penthouse feel like that type of music i don't know what it's called but moving on we'll go to the styling which i definitely enjoyed like i personally really like the styling of kang sol b and yesul for the rest you know it's kind of like typical styling because you're in the law school so you're mostly in suits um very professional looking clothes but I just, I love the styling of the show. It just goes really well. Like, each character has their own specific style, which is nice. And uh, my favorite outfits are probably at the very end of the show, which I'll talk more about in a bit. So, while I move on with my favorites, um, I'm going ahead of myself. But my favorite characters have to be the three girls. The three main girls, Council A, Council B, and John Yesul. All of them, they're just such, you know... They all have their like flaws, they all have their like goods and bads and you know they have their wins and losses but I just love the three of them. I feel like all of them just play their roles so well and like Council A, um, she's someone I relate to very much. Um, although Council B and Jung Yeso, I don't really relate to them as much but just them like as a trio i love them so much i wish that i could see them again in another drama like all together and besides that they're all so stunning and um i actually saw like a magazine cover like photo shoot and it was like the three of them and that is absolutely stunning like their visuals were so good their dresses their styling their outfits are so good and just in general i just really enjoyed their characters so 10 out of 10 for them. And next for my favorite scenes, there's a lot. It's mostly um, Kang Sol A's, but one I start off, first scene that I really love was Kang Sol A applying mental like liquid under her eye to avoid falling asleep. And as I said, you know, Kang Sol A just being your typical relatable student. And that was just so funny to me, so relatable. I'll never try that. I don't know if I will ever need to or if I will ever do that, ever. But 
it was just hilarious. And Council A, she's always whenever she studies, it's always such a fun like, well, like view to watch whenever she studies because there's always like a post-it note like stuck in her bangs, and the post-it note will be like "Don't fail" or "Don't sleep," and then like she always has like a pen stuck in between her bun, and she just. The study aesthetic of Council A is just so relatable, and my next favorite scene is any scene with like Council A and Han Junwi interacting with each other. Um, I love their chemistry. I don't know if they're in love. I don't know if they just admire one another. I don't know if Junhui just is really grateful for Council A. I don't know, but their interactions with one another I really really enjoyed. And lastly, as I said a while ago, Council B. Um, with her family in therapy. That's one of my most favorite scenes in this drama, because like just looking at their family, and then like just observing them for like a few minutes, maybe the therapist already knew what was wrong with their family and what should be improved and what should they learn from one another and what they should do to help one another understand each other a bit better. And to me, that was just so funny. I love that scene so much. It's so wholesome and it's something that. You know, we might need sometimes. <laughs> Moving on, why don't I talk about my favorite of the OSTs? As I mentioned a while ago, there's only I think three, but then the most iconic is the We Are um, OST and X OST. So they have funky names, but then once you hear those songs, you'll already know that this is definitely a song that will come out in a law drama because of that very dramatic like sound, that orchestra sound. I don't know how to explain it, but once you hear it, you'll know what I'm talking about. And moving on, as I said, my favorite outfits from the show are definitely all of John Yeso's outfit. Her style is just so... It's so feminine and so chic at the same time. I just love all of her outfits and I wish I had her closet. And the final outfit of Council A is also one of my favorites. It really emphasized like her figure because most of the time in the show, um, they're in like again suits, professional wear, so it doesn't really emphasize her her figure, her structure, or whatever. So in that final outfit, when I saw that last suit that she wore with her high heels and like the color of the blazer and the pantsuit was like beige, it just really went well with her look and her her vibe, <laughs> and it made her look so much more like elongated because like of the colors it was like very neutral like nudish colors so it made her legs look so long and she just looks stunning in that suit so definitely one of my favorites of the whole show and next one i move on to my opinions so first of all the mood after watching the drama so for me you know very similar to vicenzo despite being a heavy drama with darker themes such as you know murder sexual assault um, among many many others like um displayed on the show the writers were able to balance them off with lighter themes like you know that little hint of romance between junhui and council a and then we also have council b who's like a bit jealous like you see that little like love triangle in a way and then you also have, you know, those like little quirky things that each character does to each other or does in general that makes it more light and more comedic. And you can also see their realistic student life in law school and their relationship among their friends and professors. So that really balances off that really heavy side of the show. So props to the writers for doing that and doing it really well. So 
um next um again by the end of each episode you will always be wanting more you'll always be like whoa like that was definitely a cliffhanger and i was always excited every wednesday and thursday for our next episode to come like I would drop everything on Wednesdays and Thursdays to watch Law School. It didn't matter like what time I slept. I had to watch the episode of Law School. I was so invested in the show, like no joke. I I just loved the show so much. So I was really invested in it. And moving on, what I liked about the show was how again the characters were all each given their own story, and all of them were like three or even four dimensional characters. None of them was like. You know, a flat one-dimensional character on a screen, and I think people who watch a lot of shows or even movies will understand. Like, there are just some characters like they seem so superficial. Like, it's like there's nothing really humane about them. So I really like how this show. You know, despite having so many cast members, it's like I got to know each of them in such like a deep level. Like, it sounds like crazy, but then, like, I feel like. Each of these people, you get to know at least a bit of their family background. You get to know at least a bit of their shortcomings and their strong suits. Like again, like Kangsul A, we know about her family, and then we have Junhui, who we know is、um, actually related to Professor Xiao. And who else? Like we know、um, Song Jae. He is a doctor, or initially a doctor, and then he suddenly just wanted to become a lawyer. So we got to know about that, and we also found out that Jung Sung Jae has a wife, and he's going to be expecting a child. Which, again, as I said, with his looks, he doesn't look like a dad or like someone who's expecting a child. But, anyways, and we also got to know Council B, like her family's、um, relationship and dynamic, and she's actually like the daughter of like the vice principal of the school, if I'm saying that correctly. And then we also get to know about Ji Hyo, his. Not Jihyo, that's from Twice. Jihyo、um, about his dad, and then we get to know Yesul's like、um, relationship with her boyfriend, all that. So all these characters, it's like we know something about them. None of them are like just flat, not flat people, but not none of them is again one dimensional characters. And next, what I also like is that it didn't matter if you're a lead role or a side role, but they seemed like they're always the main character of the show. If that makes sense, like. All of them, I don't. I wouldn't classify them as like this guy's the lead and this guy's the side person or the side role, because again, as I said, you get to know a bit of everyone, like childhood, adulthood, family background, all that. So I really like how the writers did that. I I'm surprised. I don't know how these writers do that, but they did. <laughs> so next, um, what I didn't like was why not like. Oh, on the I I didn't like how the final episode of drama, which is supposed to be like you know, it's the finale episode. It should be like the most grand, I should say.、Um, it focused on a side character's case. It didn't really focus on the. I I just said a while ago that 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 <laughs> that there's no like side characters, but what I mean is like they focused on a case that wasn't that. Big, you know, like it wasn't the main case of the show. It wasn't like the case of Yasuo, or it wasn't like the case of、um, Professor Xiao. The case was like about、uh, Assemblyman Ko, who, quite frankly, I didn't really care <laughs> about him in the show. I wasn't paying attention to his case because I didn't think it was a big deal. But then it was like the main focus of the last episode, which is kind of、mm, disappointing. But you know, even though it was about just this 
mainly about this assemblyman call guy. Um, I think they still ended the drama on a really good note. So, yes. And moving on, I want to talk about some life lessons that I learned in this show. And uh, I'm getting inspiration from this like thread on Facebook, which my friend tagged me in. And it's a thread about Kang Sulei, you know, being a relatable student, as I said, who goes through struggles and is... You know, being like a typical student, I just really relate to her character, which is why I love her so much. Because I feel like I go through the same hardships as her, or like the same thoughts and struggles as Kangsoo as a student. So why don't I read some of the most um, moving um, reasons or lessons that I learned from Kangsoo? So first is that you know, among all the students, Kangsoo suffers the most. Because of school and you know family and because of herself, like she's not naturally born as a genius. Again, she like barely made it to law school. She was like, like nearly like wasn't about to go in, but she made it. And she is also like the human like version of the word determination. Like we get to see how much grit and patience and sacrifice is poured into one's. Academic growth, or even like growth as a person, and she's like someone who is, despite her grades, if that makes sense. Like, she's a person that works really, really hard. I feel like she's the most determined out of all the students in law school, but then her grades don't exactly show it. Like her worth as a student and her, I guess, effort as a student that she, you know she places into school is not exactly like shown. Through her grades, and I feel like I relate to that so much. Like, you know, some sometimes I see people who work really, really hard, and I feel like they work even harder than like the person who gets an even higher grade. And you know, I feel like those people, like um, who get lower grades despite being really hardworking, I feel kind of bad for them. Like, I feel like I'm one of them. But you know, I feel kind of sad that that's how like the world is. That. Our worth as a student and as a person, maybe it's just based on this grade number that we get at the very end. When in fact, like you know, very、um, cliche, but it's not about the destination; it's about the journey. So I wish that you know, like the educational system, kind of emphasized that more. But you know, that's the system we have now, so we just guess have to live with it. Maybe it'll change in the future. Who knows? But Yeah, moving on. Um, you know, oftentimes we get to see this mindset that in order to be productive, our environment has to be perfect or it has to be super organized at the least. But then when it comes to Kangsol, that's not always the case. And、uh, through her, we are reminded that progress doesn't always look aesthetically pleasing. And that's often like seen, like especially on Instagram, like study grams are so popular and. Like that study aesthetic is always like oh clean IKEA tables with nice notes and pretty notebooks and pretty pens and stationeries with like Muji organizers, but then honestly like school is not supposed to be aesthetic. It's supposed to be efficient for you, and you know majority of the hustle and the proof of dedication that is frequently overlooked by us comes in a pair of you know unflattering clothes, oversized hoodies, messy buns, unhealthy meals, and. A non-existing sleep schedule. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, through Council A, I think I come to terms with the fact that I may not be the best at something. I may not be number one. I'm not like 
cum laude or the valedictorian of the match, but I can definitely work the hardest among the people. I can definitely be determined and more um, persistent than other people, if that makes sense. And you know, Council A, she's not smart. Maybe she's not the smartest inside the classroom, but she's always the one who's presented the best solution on the table. And her way of thinking how to win the law school, not the law school, how to win the lawsuit has always been helpful to both her study group and her professors. And I just can't be imagine being surrounded by people who see our academic problems as easy and constantly downplaying yourself because your pain seems to be more shallow compared to others who are not even slightly bothered by a lesson you find incredibly difficult to understand she is intuitive and she acts um and she finds loopholes and new plans of attack when um they're not commonly found on the textbook like remember that there's this like one scene in the show where counselor was the only one who got the answer to that test and the loophole was like it was a comma and not a period something like that but moving on um considering that she has also been volunteering in real cases having part-time jobs in campus and juggling being a dependable friend a responsible sister and having a twin who left home maintaining a passing grade and having time for each and keeping her morals straight despite it all i think no one else could pull all of these off except council a not even the ones who topped the class you know council a she has set the bar so high for herself for us strong independent students and you know we can thrive building our careers yet still remain compassionate and keeping our principles intact so most importantly she shows us that we can lose, we can be at the bottom, we can be clueless, unsure, explore the shades of gray, and we can be unclear with what's happening in class. But we can unlearn what I thought was right before. And she didn't have it easy, not in the beginning and certainly not in the present or at the end, but I find both challenge and comfort in Council A. She's very very relatable you know she's every struggling and barely surviving student personified and she is a good person who is trying to make good things happen in this unjust world she is flawed but she's like me she's like us and oh, i just love this thread i like almost read i read each of those slides but then i really relate to this person who made this for us and i love it so much and I love Council A so much because I relate so much to her as a student again and man, she just really like taught, taught me a lot as a student and she reminded me that I don't have to be the smartest and I don't have to be the top of my class, the top of my batch, it doesn't matter. Like as long as I know that I put my effort into something, I put all my hard work and determination into something, I was persistent, consistent, it doesn't matter if I'm not number one. I know that I worked the hardest and I did my best and that's all that really matters, right? So I love what I said just made sense. I think I kind of messed up some words. Maybe I get kind of lost you guys in there, but I think I should really read that thread on Facebook. It's super good and I love it. And moving on, fun facts. So as I said a while ago, um, Ru Hye Young and 
Lee Seok-kyung were actually together in the show Reply 1988 before. And it was pointed out by fan that she had a guest role, she being Lee Seok-kyung, in the series as Song Noel's girlfriend, also named um, Seok-kyung. And she gets involved with a catfight with Noel's sister, Doksun, in episode 8. It turns out that Seok-kyung and her older sister lost their parents in a car accident, and Doksun and Seok-kyung eventually become friends, and she even eats a meal with them and the Sung family in their house with her sister. And I remember this um, episode so clearly, like once I read the throwback or like the recap thing, and I was surprised that it was actually Lee Seok-kyung who plays Kang-soo B. Well, yeah, that's just like a little fun fact for the show. And last but not least, why don't I talk about my overall ratings? You can tell with the amount of like <laughs> words I'm saying how much I like this show. To me, I should say it is quite exceptional. You know, it has some flaws, as I said, with like the some of the cases that I generally don't care about. But overall, the show is really good. I was really invested in it. I liked it. I loved the characters. I liked the stories. I like, I liked it. I love everything about it. It's a show that I would recommend to people as well. So if you're into that more heavy show, I would suggest this because it is heavy, but it won't make you feel down and it won't make you feel like sad or anything or like harsh. And I love it so much. So I should say again, you guys should watch it. I don't know how much I have to say, but I love it so much. You guys should watch it. So, yeah, I guess that's the end of my review. But well, I just talk about some of my favorites recently. So, what I'm currently obsessed with, I think I've said this in the last episode, if I'm not mistaken. But I am so obsessed with Running Man China. Um, I think it's called Keep Running. I believe. Like I know in Korea they call it Running Man, but in China they call it Keep Running, and it's a show that is. Um, inspired by the Korean Running Man and it stars a bunch of like A-list Chinese actresses and actors and like idols like um, Angela Baby's there, um, Chai Sui Kun is there, Lucas is there, um, Yuki is there, like all of the idols that you may be familiar with. They have been on the show like Jackson has been in the show, Win-Win has been in the show, Kun has been on the show and a bunch of other people but yeah definitely that's like my happiness now i love watching running man episodes sorry not running man um keep running episodes and it's a way for me to learn chinese improve my chinese um understand like how people like converse in chinese like the common slangs maybe common words that they use and it's actually one of my goals this summer to like improve my chinese speaking skills like especially my mandarin so Watching Running Man is like a win-win for me. <laughs> like I'm first learning how to improve my Chinese skills and at the same time I'm being entertained by you know these actors and actresses and idols that I like to watch. So that's my obsession right now and I recommend all of my friends to like watch that show. And what else have I been obsessed with? Well I talk about what I'm currently listening to. Do I say the same first? I think I say the same. Yeah. Um. Currently, what I'm listening to is 17's comeback. They just come back with their, I believe it's the eighth mini album, if I'm not mistaken. Um. It is called, what's it called? Sorry. <laughs> 17's eighth mini album. 
It's called. Oh my gosh, how did I not know the name? I forgot. Oh, it's called Your Choice. I knew that. Um, and the title track is Ready to Love. But besides that, my favorite like side tracks are Heaven's Cloud, um, Anyone, and Game Boy. I really love the side tracks, and I believe Seventeen became like a quadruple or is it triple million seller? I'm not quite sure. But they've definitely achieved so much in this comeback. So I'm really proud of them. And that's mostly what I've been listening to. Um, besides that, I've been listening to, you know, mostly the same things. Listening to Everglow, um, Tomorrow by Together. What else? A little bit of Bam Bam as well. I've been listening to his first mini album as a soloist. And yeah, those are mostly like the songs I've been listening to right now. And lastly, while I talk about what I'm currently watching, so some of this might be a repeat from last episode, but I'll just go through all of them once again. So I'm watching A Distant Spring is Green, and um, My Roommate is a Gumiho, Hospital Playlist Season 2, The Penthouse 3, Mine, and Nevertheless, which let me just talk about Nevertheless for a little bit, which stars Song Kang and Han Sohee, I believe that's my name. Um, you may know them like Song Kang's from a bunch of shows, Navalera, um, Sweet Home, and what else? Love Alarm. And let me say that show, nevertheless, I found out it was like rated R19, and it is quite a show. It's more like scandalous compared to other Korean dramas. Like, usually, Korean dramas are generally very conservative, but um nevertheless it is something but yeah is that wait let me search if that's uh, yeah that's the name Hansel he I got it right so uh, I've been watching that it's been interesting to say the least so yeah and that's all that I've been currently doing that's my current favorites lately um I think I've said way too much in this episode so let me just say thank you so much for watching today's episode Thank you for keeping up with me and the podcast. Please don't forget to follow, subscribe, like, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I will see you guys, hopefully, next week. Bye!